0: Hello everyone. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I'm kind of at a loss today as far as what I want to talk about. I've I've had a lot of thoughts running through my mind, and I have a lot of stuff written down on podcasts that I want to do. I've actually got, geez, there's four four pages in a notebook, titling. Uh, sixty three different podcasts <laughs> and my first uh, this is number sixteen uh, I've only got a few of them that I've actually talked about but uh, you know obviously I'm gonna talk about my life uh, some of my my headings the biggest coyote I ever shot uh beaver trapping and calling a muskrat uh, 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 the target is on my head and why um what is knowledge and why would I want to why would you want to listen to me I've got numerous things that I want to talk about you know um but obviously I want to touch on something uh and I've talked about this a little bit And it's hard. It's so hard not to talk about the same things over and over and over because your mind gets in that rut and you can't remember if you talked about it, if you know what I mean. Um but please understand um I'm getting to an age and a tolerance level that I'm not putting up with much anymore. I used to be that guy and I've said this before. Um I was born and raised on a farm. Uh, all we did was give. Give our time. Give our labor. Give everything to neighbors. Um I I gave a lot to old people and I still do and I love that. I, I think it's a blessing having older people in your community and helping them. Um, but, but what I'm referring to is there is a lot of hate and there is a lot of discontent and some of you may not see it and some of you may hear it. Um, some of the people that dislike me probably listen to me and that's perfectly fine. Um, a lot of people need to know your every move. They need to know what you're thinking and they, I've spoken a lot about narcissists and psychopaths, sociopaths. Those people have got to figure you out. And the only way they do that or try to is they've got to watch your Facebook posts. They're, they're constantly monitoring you because they're so ate up with your success and they want to be you so bad and like you so bad that they want to try to figure you out to try to destroy you. And So, so what I'm going to talk about today um, is I have a lot of people want to be the best that they can be. And that's primarily what this podcast is all about. I, I, I focus on helping you to become the best caller that you can be. Because if you're a A really good coyote caller. You're gonna be a very, very good hunter in general. You 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 need to be that Tom Brady guy. You know that that quarterback that's you just kicking butt and taking names. Everybody's talking smack about him. They hate him. Deflate Gate. Oh, he. They took air out of the football. That's how he's so good, you know. <laughs> you know, when you're at a level above people, you're going to have a target on you, okay? And like I said, and I said this in my last podcast, I really, really dislike Facebook. Um, I dislike Instagram because I'm not that guy that can constantly make posts about myself. I don't like to do it. I do it now because I pretty much have to. It's in my contracts with sponsors. They expect X amount of posts a year. Um, and when you're in television, your sponsors dictate your life. Okay. A lot of people think, and we could have a whole nother talk on television. There's so many people think that, oh, it must be great being on TV. Anybody can have a TV show. All you've got to do is film yourself, film your hunts, edit it, send in a pilot to Sportsman Channel, Outdoor Channel, Pursuit Channel, Wild TV. They either say, yes, we accept it. No, we cannot air nothing like that. Or we like it, but you're going to have to change a few things, and then we will consider it. Um, so if sponsors dictate your life who are you you're just a little bitch basically right you have to cater to everybody else and i i don't like making posts about myself i'm i'm not gonna lie when i say that i just my life i wish and and basically what i want to tell everybody is probably I'm gonna film this year I already am filming for one more season of Predator Quest so that'll put me at 14 seasons and it'll put me up to about 280 original episodes on television for 14 years and I'm really considering just leaving and when I leave it is it's not gonna be a farewell party it's just gonna be uh, and I've always joked about this and this is just a a joke but at a nebraska football game there's going to be you know they those airplanes up in the sky they pull banners all day long go huskers or this and that dylan chevrolet or whatever you know advertisements i have always joked there's going to be a, a plane above memorial stadium stadium flying around that says has anybody seen less <laughs> so <laughs> I'm i'm a little facetious out of way right um I I enjoy calling coyotes. I enjoy hunting. I enjoy teaching and helping those who want to be helped. I am developing a little bit of an arrogance towards people that act like they know and they really don't know. They have no idea. And these people that they don't kill any coyotes in a year. They don't have no name, but yet they act, they carry themselves in an arrogant manner that like they are the stuff. You know what I mean? I, I can't handle it no more. I, I, I just, I can't handle it. And I'm getting to that point in time in my life where I'm just done with it. I'm done with people, not fans, not people that want to learn, not people that respect my time and uh, are grateful for me passing on information because I don't make a dime from doing this. I don't have to do this for nobody, okay? I like the people like yourself that want to learn. I like you guys. I, I think it's incredible that we have platforms where I can teach people. I can help people because I was a person that didn't know either back in the day. Okay. That's why I did a lot of Facebook lives and I have people now. Les, where'd you go? I, I, I'm literally inundated with text messages and messages on Facebook people are freaking out I haven't heard from you Les where'd you go Uh, what's going on I'm my my good friend Norm Heater he's he's 85 years old and he's in Saratoga Wyoming Norm used to run the National Coyote Calling Contest it used to be called the Red Desert Coyote Roundup clear back in 88 I believe is when he started it or 87. My brother and I got in it I think in 89 and then uh, it went like a year or so more and then they he ended up registering it in the state of Wyoming as a national coyote calling competition or championship. So my relationship with Norm goes back way back Norm was an underwater diver in the Gulf of Mexico. He traveled all over the world, but uh, he did a lot of work out of Louisiana. Um, His stories would absolutely scare you. He had many friends that died, died when he was on the ship. Uh, You know, they had an airline. They were down 120 feet. Airline get pinched. He tried jerking on it and it unhooks from his big helmet. Uh, instantly your brain explodes you know uh, from the pressure you're done instantly he had many many of his friends die and he was very very well known as being one of the better divers in all of the world drilling platforms uh, they were laying pipes on the bottom um, that carried uh, oil Uh, he helped put uh, platforms down when they are putting oil wells out in the ocean so he would go down and uh, help clean the ocean floor uh, before they set the platforms down and Norm Norm always bragged me up because Norm got to hunt with me a little bit me and Norm we hunted a lot together and he always bragged me up as this is Les Johnson he's the best coyote caller in the world and I would always blush, and I'd be like, no, I'm not, Norm, and, and and to this day, I'm not, okay, guys? I want you to understand that. I don't want that title. I don't, and Norm got to an age when he was very, very abrasive, like he even commended me. He said, Les, I don't even know how you stay friends with me because I've run everybody else off because he is so bitter. He's number one, he doesn't believe in God and that really bothers me. And he always gave me heck about that, calling me a Bible beater and everything else. And, um, you know, I've slowly worked on him and I, 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 I don't want him to leave this earth that away, you know? Um, but this story is going to go for people that are like me because I'm sure some of you that are listening to me are just like me. You you, you're a nice person. You're a good person. You give and you, you help people. Norm was that way? He helped people his whole life. He never really took credit for for how good he was at things, you know. And later in life, he said, I, I said, Norm, why did you travel all over the world? He said, well, it's like this, Les. People would call, call the company that I work for, and they said, we want your best diver, and we will pay this for him. And they would all say, give Norm a call, get him down here. And so Norm spent time in India, off the coast of Africa. Um, I'm just going to give you some background, okay? This is coming from Norm's mouth. He told me in Africa, and this is clear back in the day, off the coast of Africa, the West Coast, He was so well liked by the African community that he was hanging out in that they gave him an invitation to come to a child sacrifice. Like in Africa, they still did that. A firstborn of a woman, and it was a boy. They had a a sacrifice And, and I don't know what the reasoning was. It was every year. They did a sacrifice every year. So the first woman that had a child that was a male, he was sacrificed and Norm got the opportunity to go. And he said, there's no way I could do that. But they looked at me different because I didn't, you know, it wasn't in my genes to do that. I couldn't handle that. Like that would be tough, nor could I, you know, but Norm. Norm traveled all over the world diving. He told me stories of big fish that tried to take him deeper out into the ocean. Fish where he would grab, he would be banging on a pipe, uh, a 16-inch pipe underground, underwater at uh, say 170 feet down, and all of a sudden something bounces into him really hard, hits him, and it's pitch black down there and pretty soon it, it hits him again finally he turns around and just vision envision this he feels it and it's a big head of a fish so he feels on the right side and he feels this huge eyeball so then he takes his other hand and he feels the other side of the head and he's got like a foot and a half between it and it's the other eyeball and then that fish bit him right in the stomach and started swimming out to the ocean with him and his airline went clear up to the ship. So, as soon as that airline gets broke, you're instantly dead. He said, Les, I was kicking as hard as I could up under the gill plate of that fish. My foot would barely, you know, kick the bottom of that fish and he said, I was kicking as hard as I could. Finally, I kicked so hard that fish let me go. That's what Norm did. He should have been dead numerous times in the ocean. He told me stories that are absolutely scary. I would love to go film him and just film film, film him talking about the stories of, of his friends getting killed. And it, not that that is a glorious moment, but to relay the message of how dangerous his work is. Well, Norm, it, it, the story goes like this, though, that I, what I'm trying to get to. His norm did a lot for a lot of people a lot of people came to him wanting money because he made good money and he said back in the late 70s one two-week pay stub was $17,000 it was highly dangerous work but he made a lot of money he would do that and then he would outfit out of the year too, out in Wyoming he was a a, a big game outfitter and that's where he got his peace of mind. He he was good with people, but as he got older, he became more brash and more um he just couldn't handle people no more. Um so I asked him one time because he don't he only has a couple friends, couple that he can rely on. I asked him one time. I said, "Norm, I said, whatever happened with these people that you used to be really good friends with and this and that? He said, Les, I just don't put up with crap anymore. He said, I used to be the guy and everybody walked on me. Everybody used me and he said, I just can't take it no more and and he's a happy man, but he's, you know, he's discontent, you know, but to me and i asked him i said when did that happen he said it happened about at when i turned 50. <laughs> i'm 51. <laughs> so what i'm trying to say is i enjoy helping people i enjoy giving information to people i love passing on things but I'm getting to the point where it's not, it's not beneficial to me to keep going. If, if, if people dislike me, you know what I mean? I, I've kind of, you know, I've been doing Predator Quest since 2004. Uh, I started, uh, filming, uh, December of 2003, but we actually, me and my brother actually filmed in '95. We had one of those great big VHS camcorders, you know, that had the VHS tape in it, and we can't find none of that footage. Um, but we were filming a long time ago, and um, it, it kind of gets to a point where it runs its course, you know what I mean? And I I've helped a lot of people over the years and one person that I'm I'm in a paid group I'm I'm I, I do a lot of other things okay a- and I'm highly successful in other areas of my life predator calling is a very small realm and if I was just doing predator quest there's no way I can make it okay people come up to me, oh, it must be rough being, being, having your own show and this and that. They have no idea, right? So, it's easy to say things like that, okay? When nobody understands what you're doing, nobody knows and I don't expect none of you to know, right? So, I, I just, my goal is to help you but I'm getting to that point where I I'm going to probably just disappear one of these days and I don't mean no harm by it but I'm getting to a point where and going back to the paid group that I'm in that gentleman said it best it's only $19 a month that I and I get way more information than that from that guy but he said anytime you help anybody and you don't charge for your service, your knowledge, nobody will ever say thank you to you, even if you help them make $100,000. Now, if you're charging for your service, then people are so grateful to you for what they are receiving. And there's so much truth to that. When you give give free information, all your enemies, the people who hate you, can take your information, go right down the street, and sell it as their information. You know what I'm saying? What I'm telling you is that when I give you knowledge, it's coming from me. I didn't have the internet to turn to when I didn't understand what I was doing wrong in calling coyote. All I did was lace my boots up a little higher Tighten, tied them on tighter, and I walked further. I I went at it harder, and I had to. That's why I'm so analytical nowadays. Like I, if I have a coyote that won't come in, I've got to figure out why that coyote won't come in. Like I'm that analytical. But the moral of the story is, every one of you listening to me has somebody in their life that's done this to them. Where they, they, they use them for their knowledge. Okay. And in the end, it, it's an ungrateful event. And my only reason for saying all this is, is because I've already made the decision that I am going to disappear someday. Like I said, I'm going to finish out this year, but there's probably going to be just a abrupt, abrupt I'm going to delete my Facebook accounts. I nobody's going to be able to find me other than my close friends. Because I want somebody else to take the reins and take the show on the road. I want somebody else to be the go-to for information. I want somebody else to be that person. And it's only because I've gotten to a point in time in my life where I can't handle some of the fakes, some of the phonies, and the frauds out there. I, I've had people get a hold of me lately. And this is the most troubling thing for me. Like this really upsets me like it makes me mad (laughs) and i don't want to say that i i don't lose sleep over it don't don't take it as that but i have so many people so many The, the amount of disinformation out there blows my freaking mind and when i say that people write articles that haven't killed five coyotes They'll write an article saying, okay, you got to sit down and you got to use an interrogation how, and then when you get a a coyote answering your back, you go to a challenge how and get them to come in. They're pushing a product, okay? That's what they're doing. Unlike me, I'm not pushing nothing, okay? I'm pushing knowledge. But I have I ever said, go buy a Ruffy Dog Junior? No, not really. I don't think I've ever said that. Now, I I have said, get my diaphragm because it does sound amazing. And you've heard me how in all my videos. I have so many coyotes how back at me. It's unbelievable. I use that to my advantage. But the reason I'm saying what I am is people spread this information and the people that probably even know me want to believe that shit. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna call coyotes howling. You are. Okay. I'm gonna tell you, you are. What is less? Less is a hand caller. What What does less do with his hand calls? I've always been a distress guy. Rabbit distress. I've made some antelope distress. I call it an antelope, but somebody, oh less, that's not an antelope distress. Oh, whatever. Okay in my mind it is because I've called a shitload of coyotes using the sound so I, it must be pretty dang close. And I have people get a hold of me. Les, uh, you using mostly howls right now? What are you doing? And this is why and I know I know Everybody wants the shortcut. Everybody wants to put a quarter in the slot and it spits out just a wealth of knowledge. When I say I'm using distressed rabbit primarily 90% of the time, 95% of the time, that's what I'm using. I'm not lying to you. And I'm getting to the point where I want people to believe what they want to believe you want to howl, go howl, go do it. I, coyotes have got to eat, okay? There's many, many, many coyotes that will not ever respond to a howl, nor will they come into a howl, especially if they're submissive coyote. There's way more submissive coyotes than there is aggressive coyotes, way more. It's just like in the people population. There's way more submissive people that want no nothing to do with nobody than there is aggressive people. Is everybody just walking around wanting to start a fight? No, I don't think so. Now, there are t- people that talk smack, lots of them, but when it comes to blows, who's going to blow, right? Who's, who's, who's knocking knuckles? You know, same thing in the coyotes, okay? Now, when you play a distressed rabbit, distressed woodpecker, distressed uh, goat, what has the opportunity to come to that sound? Any and every predator. Even if it's a submissive predator, a submissive coyote, a young of the year coyote, a little pup, he would come to that sound because he's curious. Is he going to come to a challenge, Hal? Probably not. Maybe peek over a hill saying, Ooh, That that dude sounds mean. I want to just peek, you know. The reason I say this is I want everybody listening to me to step back a little bit okay do you want to believe the bs that's being thrown out there or do you want to listen to a guy that's a five-time national champion a world champion two-time midwest champion the only triple crown champion in the world guy that's put out 280 original episodes been on television 14 years killed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of coyotes or you want to listen to some guy that's running his mouth at the bar you be the judge. I'm not an arrogant guy, but I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start saying things because I am tired of it. I really am. I get so many people. I and I laugh because what are you using now? Mostly house. I just say, yeah, yeah. And doing a lot of challenges. Let them, let them go, go. Here's you want to know what's a secret? If you're using distressed rabbit sounds and you've got coyotes hanging up, coming over a hill at 400 yards and just sitting down, A, there's several reasons here, okay? Everybody's <laughs> going to instantly, oh, they're call shy. Instantly people are going to say that. A, your call's too loud and you're blowing them out and they know it. Or... They see you, see you moving, see you flashing, you're sticking out like a sore freaking thumb. There really is no C. It's one of those two reasons. You want to know another secret? I don't call very often. There's people that blare the call 20 minutes straight, just hit play, go from sound to sound to sound to sound. Now, you can be successful doing that. You can. You can call coyotes. Who's the guy shotgunning coyotes? Who's got more on film than anybody out there? Who? I'll wait. Who's laying down out in a wide open pasture shotgunning coyotes? Who? I'll wait. What's that guy using? Is it distressed rabbit? Yep, it is. I've had people email me and bash me on forums saying, Les Johnson uh, shot that coyote with a rifle. It wasn't shot with a shotgun. Because the boom on the on the recording didn't sound right. So now we have people analyzing my episodes saying I shot it with a rifle because the boom was wrong. Okay, well, that's fine. When somebody else has 280 original episodes and killed thousands of coyotes, then I want to critique their work. But if they've made it that far, they've got to be legit, I would say. See, everybody is going to be a talker because it's easy. It's easy to put somebody down to try to elevate yourself. That's why I talk about psychopaths, narcissists, sociopaths, people who have got to run you down typically have a low, low, low self-esteem. So what do they got to do to bring their self-esteem up? They've got to put somebody else down. Okay, so Les figures all this out later on in his life, like he's concentrated so much on coyote behavior that he never really took into the human behavior, but once he figured coyote out and did so good at that, then he starts figuring out, you know, people are a lot the same, you know, there's words that trigger a person, they'll want to fight just like a coyote, you know what I mean? But another secret to becoming successful in calling coyotes. When I say, when a coyote's coming in and comes over a hill and sets down, well, there is a C part to that. There's an A, the volume's too loud, and you're blaring it or you're playing too often. The whole thing is curiosity. What's curiosity kill? It kills the cat. You've got to remain curious to a coyote. You've got to be they know where that sound's coming from. You don't got to keep blaring the sound. They know where it's at. They'll th- There was documentation 20, 30, 40 years ago that if a coyote heard a sound from a mile away, it could it could pinpoint that spot and go within 20 feet of it. There's been people document that. okay? So, if the coyote comes over the hill, you got the sound just blaring, it sets down. Oh gosh, we got to call shy coyote. What, what the hell? We got to get out of here. These coyotes can't be called. What, what the hell? Everybody's saying they're killing 10, 20 coyotes and we can't kill nothing. What's going on? Hey, you're playing too loud and it's set down. When a coyote's coming towards you, it tells you. It is interested and curious. It tells you that, okay? B, you turn to your buddy and you said, we got one right over here. Oh, shit, he just stopped. Oh, that must be something. Oh, he's call shy. Never seen me move and tell my buddy that. Or C, he hit that the top of that hill was a boundary for it and it doesn't want to really cross that boundary. Maybe there's a fence line right there. I've had it happen, okay? I've had it where a coyote hit a fence line, stopped and pissed and started scratching its legs and, and walked down the fence line a while, but would it come in and then went right back over the hill? How do you solve that? You wait and you wait and you wait and then you sneak right over there to where that sucker was you have to belly crawl, you do that, and then you play a little bit different sound. And a lot of times that sucker will come in, he won't bore you over, but he'll be peeking over a hill 150 yards from you and you'll smoke him. So how how does Les learn that? Well, he's done it, that's why, and how? But another thing that's gonna make you a better hunter and caller is learning to shotgun coyotes because once you get to the level of wanting to understand their body language, their behavior, their what they're going to do, you're on a whole different level. Okay? Because when you're hunting with a shotgun you've got to know okay if the coyote's coming in from over there he's going to try to drift right here because there's a little draw on this side of me and it's kind of the downwind so I need to set the call above me and I need to set closer to this draw because he's if he comes in he's going to start skirting to this draw you've got to learn to analyze the setup on a different level so if I can say anything to anyone it's just start hunting a little bit with a shotgun. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you set up and you will then start to be more critical of how you go about calling uh, situations down the road at your setup and how you're going to carry yourself. It changes everything. but I, I hope I haven't discouraged any of you. Um, as most of you know, you know, I'm i I'm an introvert and it's been hard for me to do this stuff because when you're the introvert, you're the quiet guy. You're going to be bashed on every level because you don't, you don't really stick up for yourself to some degree. You just don't, you don't care what other people think, right? You're just like, whatever, you know? But I, I, I want all of you to be better hunters. I, I, I want you to pay attention to everything you do when you go about calling a coyote. Volume on an e-call is probably one of the biggest deterrents In an area because we don't think it's playing that loud because we're sitting behind it and it's easy just to crank that volume up crank it up it's easy to blow out a country blow out country if you don't know what you're doing by volume it's easy to blow it out and you can totally mess up your calling by doing it if there's a coyote over there a half mile away and you're playing it "Uh, don't sound that loud to me and you're blowing it out, that coyote's like, holy cripes, that, that rabbit's, you know, a thousand pounds. You've got to become critical of the way you think, and the way you hunt, and the way you call, the way you set up. I've always said, a true hand caller is a true caller i learned from hand calling that is what made me who i am today i tuned my calls i cut my reads i i adjusted my calls to sound i've forgotten more about making the sound out of my hand call than there's people that will ever know in their lifetime ever i played saxophone my whole life in 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 junior high and high school so you had to adjust the read to get the right tone. Because whenever you, uh, you were uh, you were blowing your call, you had to listen for the right tone. They played a machine. and So when you were playing a B, it, it had to hit that tone on the machine. And if it didn't, you had to slide your read in or slide it out a little bit. And the same with a call. When I cut a read, and I put it in a call, I just go whack, whack. I know instantly if it's the right tone. And if not, I slide it in a little bit. Whack, whack. Slide it in a little bit. Whack, whack. Oh, yeah, that's ooh, I'm right there. I'm right there. People are always going to be critical and spew hatred for those that are being successful. I say this because I know I am disliked, but I am liked by many. And I'm I, I it don't bother me that people dislike me, okay? But I want to tell you that if you are going to be successful at calling coyotes, you will be disliked. In the area, you will be disliked. If people find out you are successful, they're going to try to figure out how you are doing it. And then they are going to discredit you because they don't want people liking you. They don't want that. I... I am so blessed. I know I say that a lot, but I am blessed with wonderful fans. I really am. Like, I get a lot of praise from people that I've never met in my life that are grateful. I had one gentleman and I can't find it and I need to find it. He he said, less. We love you. You are the Fred Bear of the coyote calling industry. We love you. You have brought so much to this space and we thank you. You are the godfather. Like, I don't even know know how to say thank you to those people. I lost it. I don't know where it's at. I gotta dig for it, try to find it. I want to send him an autographed hat. He said he'd been following me since I was he was like 14. That is why Les Johnson does what he does. Okay. You want to know the heart of me. That is me. I want to help guys that really, really want to learn. But what I have a lower tolerance for is people that don't want to find out what they're doing wrong without asking me the easy questions. I don't like that. I want you to push yourself. That's why when I get, you know, people living in coyote rich country and they can only kill 20 coyotes and I tell them I could kill 20 coyotes in a day and a half in that area what am I doing wrong Les? Well, I can assure you it's not just one thing. It's a whole freaking list of things. Number one, start out by having respect for that animal that you're after. One of my dear friends, and this hurts me. I want you guys to hear this because I don't think this person listens to my podcast. If he does, I don't care. You want to insult me? You want to say insulting things to me? Disrespect a coyote to me. You go out, you can't figure out how to call that coyote in, but you call it a rat. You disrespect that animal. You're never, ever going to be good at hunting anything and all you're going to do your whole life is make excuses. I posted a picture my last trip on my big Facebook account and I made it my it's like my uh, Predator Quest picture now. It's me standing inside the back of the pickup with our our coyotes uh, three day take in the back actually three and a half days uh a day of driving each way um killed three on the way down and then one one uh before it got windy on the last day and we headed home uh we killed 26 coyotes me and my brother uh eight, seven, seven, and then three and one and had them stacked in the back of the pickup and the person said looks like a load of rats. Now, I shouldn't let things bother me like that, but I have so much, even though those coyotes have been killing calves, even though they have been destroying a rancher's livelihood, I wouldn't call them a rat. I really want to say, so you call them a rat, but you can't even kill one. So, that means a rat is out uh, is smarter than you are you know the number one secret in being successful is you have to respect that animal that you pursue because if you if you do not have respect for the animal that animals way above you if you respect the animal it brings you to that animal's level. You're now on the same playing field. Once you learn to respect the animal, you become a far, far greater hunter of that animal. It's just like a fisherman. If you respect the fish you're going after, you're going to be able to find that fish. And know what lured because you understand the habits of that fish. So, have respect for the animal, number one. Take time and learn about the animal. That animal's got to eat every day, that animal hears howls every day. And there's howls that'll rile that coyote up. And when nothing ever, nothing else works, a howl's going to work. I've killed lots and lots and lots of coyotes just from lonesome, high-pitched howls and sitting there and howling about every five minutes. And I'll have coyotes just sneak in. They don't say nothing, they don't have to, but they usually just trot in. Or, late in the year like this, now I didn't do this on the last trip, uh, just two days ago I killed nine coyotes, in one day I only howled like on two or three sets, and I never had any coyotes come in on those sets, so what it tell me? Don't howl. Typically, if I get in a good spot, I'll let out a series of three howls. And then I'll sit there a little bit. Sometimes I'll do it again, but I'll only do two howls. And then I'll go to rabbit distress. And sometimes if you're in the area of a double, uh, a pair, they'll come ripping in because they don't want nobody else in their turf, you know. But on these instances, the howling didn't generate any better results. So why would I keep doing it? I tried it in really good looking spots that I just knew there was a coyote out there and I couldn't get a response. So, I heard coyotes howl off in the distance because they all respond to, not all of them, but coyotes respond to my howl, which is great because then you know where you need to go to the next set, you know. So, I want you to learn, okay? Put your pride aside and try to pick up the pieces of what I'm saying, because I'm not a, I'm not a college professor here. Yeah, I have enough knowledge that I could be a a college professor, but I, I, I give my information in stories and life experience because I think it's going to hit you in a way that you can relate to it. You can understand it, you know, so that's about all I have today for you I uh, all of you can get better and and some of you are probably advancing like uh light years right now you're getting very very good uh which is it, it, it makes me proud you know what I mean because every coyote you kill is helping a deer fawn or a calf or an antelope fawn. It's making a big difference. So, I'm going to be coming out with more podcasts. I'm going to be going down the list and I, I just want all of you to know that everybody that takes the time to listen to me, you mean something to me. I, I, I value the people that have written me and said, "Love your podcast, Les. Keep doing them." I get, I, I am getting overwhelmed with people saying it and, and messaging, and, and I thank each and every one of you. My end goal in all of this is, I want you to be a better hunter, a better person. I want you to be able to spot people that are using you, I, I, because all of this coyote calling is just like people calling people are going to use you. And I've been that guy that's been used. I've been that guy. I mean, I wasn't joking when I said you can Google Les Johnson Predator Quest and one of the top Google analytics is a uh, uh, people that were bashing me on Predator Masters Forum bashing me like I'm saying horrible, horrible things and they're hiding behind a screen name it ain't even their actual name it's some you know coyote caller is me and you know i'm the badass caller and blah 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 you know and most of those people know nothing they might go out and get a few but they don't want to they don't they, they hate other people's success you know so don't be that guy don't be that guy get away from those people don't Don't be the guy that does that kind of stuff. Get out there and prove your worth by stacking up numbers and being successful, calling in those tough, tough, tough coyotes. I've called in coyotes that took me 30 minutes to work them to my position with a lip squeak from over a half mile away. And finally, they walk all the way in and I shotgun them. That is success. That is, that is the number one gratitude of success right there is knowing that you put in the time to get one coyote that was spooky for some reason and got him to commit and come in and you took him out of the equation. You could have just flung some lead at him from you know, 800 yards away. You could have been that guy and missed him and made him really hard to get or you worked him over, worked him over, worked him over. Finally, he just said, you know what? I'm going to go check it out. I've called many of those coyotes in, many of them. That's why I'm not a quitter, guys. I don't give up. I, I, I go hard. I go hard. But anyway, guys, I think the world of all of you. I want you to be the best. I want you to learn. I want you to step up your game. You know, start paying attention to what it is you're doing and be analytical of yourself and, and how you're hunting. If you've got a partner that's noisy, you got a partner that's holding you back, get rid of that partner. Start hunting by yourself. Do it that way. You know what I mean? Don't let somebody else hold you back you know anyway let's let's say a prayer and let's uh let's uh give glory to God heavenly father thank you so much thank you for giving me words lord and please help all my words move the people that are listening to me help them to implement some of the strategies and some of the knowledge that i bestow <sighs> Help it to humble them in a sense that they are able to see what they're doing wrong, possibly, and how they can become better at what they do. Lord, we are so grateful for our short time on this earth to get to witness the beauty of the land, the wildlife, all of your creation with our eyes, our ears, our nose. Lord, we love it and we love you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ into this world to die for our sins. Please help me to be, become a better person. Help all those listening to me to become better people. Thank you Lord for your time. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you everybody. You have a blessed day and just know that I'm the one rooting for you. I, I want all of you to be better. I want you to I I I love seeing pictures of people. Uh, I get emails. uh, Less, I killed 20 coyotes last year. Now I've got 42 this year. I mean, that is true success. True success. When people go from a 10 coyote year to a 40 coyote year, and even if you're only increasing by five, it is something to behold because you're learning. And that's what this is all about thank you everybody um have a great week and i will talk at you soon